0: When you're developing your international business, one thing is often forgotten. Cultural
1: differences. The Culture Matters International Business Podcast does exactly that. Focus on international business and cultural differences. Chris and Peter guide you
0: through the maze of business and cultural differences in every podcast episode. Get the
1: global perspective here at the Culture Matters International Business Podcast. My name is Chris Smith. And I'm Peter van der Lende. This is uh, Culture Matters in International Business. Uh, Today we're going to talk about uh, nine things you're not getting it. Uh, If you have not subscribed, you can do so now on culturematters.com and some other platforms, Chris.
0: Some other platforms, indeed. Culture Matters um, would be the best source to go to. But also, if you only want to listen to a podcast recording of this, iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify have them. If you want to look at the video recording of this, you can go to YouTube and um, subscribe there and you can see us both in action where we are in our subsequent locations well um we're going to talk about the nine signs you're not getting it and it's culture stupid of course that was borrowed from uh bill clinton in his uh, presidential race in the 1990s <clears throat> we have a few of them we're going to take them one by one And the first one that um, uh, we're gonna talk about, and I'll take that one, Peter will take the second one, is the so-called Lumberjack Syndrome. Syndrome. The Lumberjack Syndrome. In other words, people tend to think that they don't have time to actually do this. While the lumberjack, and this is the analogy with the lumberjack, the lumberjack is chopping away and chopping away and chopping away. And by comes a, a, a passerby looking at the lumberjack and asking, what are you doing? And the lumberjack looks up and wondering, you know, why do I get this question? Um, it's sweating and sweating and sweating. And the passerby says, you know, why don't you sharpen your axe? It'll go a lot faster. Uh, and the lumberjack says, well, I don't have time for that. The analogy with paying attention to culture and cultural differences is is that many many companies, at least in my experience, and I guess Peter in your experience as well, they brush over cultural differences way too fast. It's too expensive. Uh, it's this. It's that. It's not a priority. If you do not make this a priority, it for me it's it's the same as not making health your priority. Well, that's that's the number one, the lumberjack syndrome. Number two, can you take that, Peter?
1: Yes, you think uh, we're all the same. This is so- something I come across all the time. Of course, we're talking, for the audience who is not familiar with us, we're talking about cultural differences, especially national culture. So national culture have a, a, a number of differences. We use four dimensions. But today we're going over nine signs that you don't get that. Um, and, uh one, one famous one is like, well, we're all the same, right? And we have all the same goals. we all have the same values. Even people started to, start to tend to think that as well. And, uh, you know, we have what you always say, Chris, we have two ears and two eyes and one nose and it's, it's kind of all the same. Um, and a, a, a striking example is, I think, particularly is when uh, Europeans, North Europeans, especially the Dutch and uh, and, and, the, and the Danish, and I've seen it many, many times, want to do business in the United States. And they come to the United States, and it's like, okay, we all speak English relatively well, and we kind of look the same in Copenhagen and Amsterdam, and if you walk around in Atlanta or in, in New York, it's not that crazy different. So, okay, it's all fine. And what you then, what you then many times see is people want to sell stuff and the American says, "This is great. I love I love it. Uh, and then uh, the Danish and the Dutch especially already think that they made their sale, right? And they hop on the plane uh, for the second time and this is going great. and then year, or one year later, two years later, nothing happens. because they completely misunderstood what the American was trying to say. He was just being polite, like, okay, I'm interested. Uh, maybe we should talk about this more, but that's not what he said. So suddenly it's like, I don't understand them anymore. It's like, what is going on? And maybe that's for, for, for a later point that I will make, uh, in another example. So maybe you will go. To the uh, to the uh, what are we now the third one
0: the third one actually I'm going to use your story as a segue into the third one um, because the story that comes with number three uh, is that and it links into what you you just said Peter uh, I was doing business for Philips Medical Philips the 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 light bulb company have made TVs etc and are now concentrating on medical equipment. I did some business in in the Netherlands for them, and this uh, this part of Phil's Medical was led by an American, and he once he told me a story. It was kind of funny. He came back from Berlin. He they went a trip to Berlin, and he, he went to see the Berliner Philharmonic Orchestra, uh, classical music, in other words, right. So he comes back and come, enters the office. And his colleagues are asking, so how have you been? You know, uh, I said, yeah, and it's been, it was fantastic. It was awesome. It was phenomenal. And the Dutch, his Dutch colleagues were like, how good was it? Was it, was it, this was classical music. It was an orchestra. That's all. Anyway. in, in other words, and, and it links into what you said earlier, number one, two, three, is they don't get it, but you do. You're the smart one here. And this links in the okay, same with Phyllis Medical. As I said, I did some work in uh, Boston, uh, typically specifically Andover, where there is a factory, uh, and in uh, the south of the Netherlands and in India. And during the workshops that I did there, in those three specific locations, I asked all of them separately, Uh, If we were to put the project in your hands, so hence the U.S. hands or the Dutch hands or the Indian hands, would it turn out to be better? Would it turn out to be faster? And the funny thing is that all of them said, yes, if you leave it to us, it will be better. Uh, So in other words, I get it, but you guys don't get it. Okay, so moving
1: on to number four. How's that? Yeah, number four. Just uh, as a as a as a quick comment, and uh, I I mention this book all the time. But what you uh, I get it, and you don't get it is 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 very much described in uh, the wisest one in the room. And I talk about naive realism all the time because I love that book, mm-hmm. uh, and that talks about that. Like uh, I can I can uh, observe the world uh, really as it is without any uh, biases, uh, and uh, is so, if somebody else doesn't see it the same way, then that person is biased and but culture it's the same thing right i am normal <coughs> uh if somebody else doesn't behave according to what i how i see the world then that person is not normal and uh so i don't get it they don't get it so that co- relates also to the, uh, the to the fourth point or um or i think we're now at number f- 5 then right i just don't understand them Uh-huh. is that right yes i just don't understand them which is the equivalent of the same of the same argument uh, I observe uh, how people do business. Uh, I don't understand it. Uh, and a good example is, and this this relates to, I guess, to uh, one of the dimensions, predictability or or uncertainty avoidance. Um, I recall an, uh, an episode in uh, when I was working for the airlines, there was a Sky Team meeting, and now we had Americans, Dutch, French, together, Air France, KLM, you know, and it was uh, at that time still Continental Airlines, Northwest Airlines, Delta Airlines, etc., Sky Team. And uh, we said we have a budget, and we need to do something with that budget. So today we're going to discuss what to do with the budget. And my myself and the Americans were saying, you know what we should do? We should just take that budget, and take some action, and go to to spend it on travel agencies, and see if we can produce some sort of an incentive for them to fly more on, on the on our airlines as opposed to other airlines within the legal limits, et cetera. And then the French lady, her name was Françoise, says, "No, no, 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 no! Stop, stop! We cannot do that. There is a handbook at SkyTeam. It's like a hundred pages long. We need to read those those guidelines, based on which we can then come up with a plan, what to do with the budget." But I, and then I said, "We cannot read a hundred pages here together. We need to do something." And if we do something and it doesn't fit in the rules, somebody will come come along and say, listen, guys, maybe this is not your, what you should be doing. So well, I was with the Americans, just do it. The French was like, we need to go through the rules first. And eventually what happened? Uh, you, can, I, you can answer the question. I, 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 I guess not much in the end. <laughs> not much. So I don't understand that. I didn't understand that. I don't understand them. I didn't understand the French. Uh, At that point, which happened later in life in my uh, professional life as well. So that's a good example. So what is another one, Chris?
0: Another one is, um, and I want to show a a slide for this one. Um, And this is, the terminology is everybody's online. So in other words, we don't need to meet physically anymore. Uh, Just open a a link like this uh, and a video like that. And it all works out. Of course, during the last couple of years, since we've been growing in Zoom and Teams and all that stuff, it's been for a number a percentage of the world, it's it's become more common. But if you look at the image um, that we're about to show you, you can actually see that there are really large, large parts of the world that are totally not connected. Think about, okay, yes, the West is connected, the US, Canada, Europe is connected, Australia is connected, but then it starts to slow down. I mean, Latin America, large parts are are sparsely, scarcely, um, connected. I know from my own experience, Guatemala or Guatemaltecos are 65% of the population is online. Really, um, big parts of Africa are simply not connected, as in zero. And if you add that all up, that number, if you come to the final conclusion, it's getting better slowly, slowly but surely. But still, at this moment, only 440 percent of the world population are actually have inter- access to the internet the way we have access to the the internet simply and everywhere and however we want it. So everybody is online. Again, a false excuse to deny that culture
1: in this case matters. Peter, the next yeah. one for you. I tried it and it doesn't work. Uh, in other words, uh, it, it all at some point, of course, they all come together, the nine signs, right? They all relate to each other because I look at you, uh, you're not behaving like I think you should. Um, uh, maybe it's me, maybe it's not me, maybe it's you, of course, right? But then let's do something about it, right? So I see that you are behaving out of the normal because you're not behaving according to the lines of my cultural, uh, uh, dimensions. Um, so let me, let's see if I can, can get Chris where he should be, right? Because I know where he should be. He should be more on my side of things. And uh yeah of course if you try that long enough uh, then you will see that that not doesn't work because you're not able to see the other side. you cannot see that the French uh, try to kind of like set the rules first. let's let's see what the rules are. So for us Dutchmen or an American in this case we're talking about maybe the the, the predictability dimension right the uncertainty avoidance um, uh, we, that's overdone. you don't need that. you can just do stuff. And then the rules will come in later or we adjust ourselves later. So uh, if you then say like, well, uh, at some point I will convince the other and it doesn't work because you cannot change a culture, then people just back off. This happens to happen to KLM and Alitalia, where you and I both uh, had an an episode uh, many, many years ago. It happens still today uh, in, in, in the business that I'm in. I tried it. It does just not work. I tried to convince them, and they didn't listen. But no, it's not that they, they, they didn't listen. They just don't see it the way you do. And that's a definitely one of the big nine signs. What is the next one?
0: Oh well, it's, I just wanted to pitch in this one. If you're still, if you're convinced by now that culture does matter, get in touch with us. Uh, you can do so by going to culturematters.com. Um, the, the next one, and we have one, two, three, four more to go. I've got a bonus. There's a bonus in the end. They're not nine, but they're 10. Um, the, and this reads, if I only know some do's and don'ts, then that's enough. And this happens to me pretty much every time when I do a workshop. Uh, so I'm asking people, what are your expectations? And, uh, okay, I want to understand culture better. Well, that's easy. Um, I want to to know some something about this and this culture that becomes a little bit more difficult and then always it always makes it on the list uh, give me do's and don'ts and there, this is do's and don'ts are pretty dangerous the point with do's and don'ts is is that they usually are valid but they depend very much on the context so what goes in one culture uh, what's okay what's okay to do doesn't go in the same culture when the context changes Right. And that's important to realize. So going by life, by your cultural life or by a cultural competence life, uh, only focusing on do's and don'ts that there that's it doesn't work. There are very few do's and don'ts that tend to be more or less internationally accepted. One of them, for instance, is you never give something um, in typically in collectivistic world India Arab worlds you don't an Asian world so you don't give something um, with your left hand you always use your your right hand and why is that because your left hand is used to actually uh, well cleanse yourself um, the other thing which is also generally an Ar- um, uh, Arab thing Indian thing Asian thing is that you don't show the soles of your feet to the other person <clears throat> so putting up your feet at the end of the day as you would do in the UK <clears throat> or as in the US is actually a no-go i need to take another zip because my uh, i've got a frog in my throat so possibly maybe you can take the other one uh, peter
1: yeah the the do's and don'ts i think are is an important uh, uh, um, sign that you need to mention because well then just tell me how to shake hands right then uh, or just I will just ask somebody who has been there to what, what shouldn't I eat and how, what should I do my left hand and right hand and all these things. Yeah, these are all nice cosmetic things to kind of keep in mind when you go to India or when you go to another country to keep in mind. But that's not uh, resolving the cultural differences if you want to do business over time. Anyways, while you're taking that sip, I was kind of like wrapping Thank that you. one up, I guess. Um, yeah, and my business partner is simply an idiot, or my my client, or my my vendor, or my potential uh, partner ab- abroad, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. If these problems persist long enough, and uh, you try to convince the other that uh, they are somehow wrong about something, uh, etc., and that lasts for 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 a longer time, then of course people start to think of others as Incompetent um, idiots, uh, what have you? So these profanities have been shared um, with me when, uh, when, uh, when I was uh, and still am working in international business. Uh, as as soon as people do not move your way and you don't see really that there are cultural differences, yes, then people start to use the word idiot. Um, it also it's also me- mentioned again in the. Uh, in the um in the book uh, the uh, the wisest one in the room in naive no. realism i can see the world how, how it really is without bias if somebody doesn't see it then that person is biased we share more information then the bias goes away if the bias doesn't go away then that person has an agenda or that person is an idiot right so yeah. that's uh, that's constantly happening i mean what uh, in, in 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 we always talk about the dutch and the uh, and the uh, directness uh, there was actually uh, an an episode where Uh, Paul, he was a high-level KLM executive, went on a Northwest flight. It was Northwest Airlines KLM, and he was on that flight, and he hated the flight. He said the service was bad, so he sent an email to his counterpart, Phil, in uh, Northwest Airlines, and used all sorts of profanities. Mm -hmm. This service was S, and it was BS, and we need to do something, so... People, of course, took that as an offense and kind of like, "This is an idiot! How can you talk to a high-level executive like that?" But they got used to each other eventually. Of course, the Dutch and the Americans and the Dutch are way too direct, etc. But in the beginning, of course, is, "This is my business partner. He's an idiot! How can you talk like that?" Yeah. What is uh, what is the next one, Chris?
0: The next one, the one but last, is you know it, but um, but think it's it's going to be okay. In other words, you know that there are cultural differences. You are aware of them. Uh, but you think in the end, nah, it's nah. I'm gonna wing it. It'll be, it'll be fine. I, I can, I can manage this. And nine out of ten, indeed, it, it doesn't, it doesn't work. And the point with this is also, yeah. is that very often we're not being told. We don't get the feedback um, of either our client or vendor or or whatever business relationship we have that indeed it were yeah. or it was cultural differences that were in between one reason being is is that some people are less direct than the dutch and they're more polite and hence they simply won't tell you the other reason could be very well be is is that many people don't realize that the friction between doing business with two two individuals or two companies is culturally loaded or the friction causes of the friction cost is actually caused by cultural differences, which is something that I encounter or have encountered quite often uh, with my clients and also with the workshops that I did, is people come to a workshop and they, uh, I ask them, why are you on this workshop? Do you know why you're here? And then I actually have no idea. And so hence, the only thing is they follow and eventually after a day, they realize, and it's, ah, now I understand. Now I understand what you mean with these cultural differences. And then you come up with a so-called aha erlebnis, as in ah, now I understand why they they didn't understand me or why I got upset with this and this behavior. Um, if you will allow me, Peter, I'll use the I'll I'll uh, I'll do the last one. Also, is the yeah. um um it's two hours is enough. Okay, so. A client comes to, to to me, comes to you, Peter, comes to us saying, okay, we think there's something with culture and cultural differences, and I think we should pay t- attention to that. And how about if you simply do that for two hours? For two hours, we will make our, p- our people culturally aware. Um, so I'm not going to ask how old you are, Peter, but how long did it more or less take for you to learn how to walk?
1: Yeah, years. A, A year? Months, but... A year, and then and, and I was going to say it took me years to understand really all these cultural differences over time when I went from country to country. Uh-huh. Uh, so, but years, yeah, to walk, yes, a year, I guess. And so,
0: the, but what I want to say is that walking in itself, by in and by itself, is a really complex uh, neurological muscular uh, system, and we all all manage in about a year, but not in two hours. Now, I'm not saying that you can hire us for two hours for, for for a year and will never get rid of us but you certainly are not going to be culturally competent in a period of two hours the story that goes with that again uh, goes back to um, phyllis medical whereby the that same American and typically this is a trade from from anglo-saxons more so than from um, Europeans at least in my experience uh, do it quick do it fast and just get it over with and then we can we can at least we can move on all right um, and so this was his approach. This was the approach to the Ameri- of the American, to me, saying, can, can, can you do this in a couple of hours? So, you know, we've got a lot of people, but uh, I said, well, let's do a pilot. We'll do a pilot workshop, and we're gonna do two days. Two days. Yeah. And we did two days, and we did two days. And at the end of the, of the two days, he came to me and said, you cannot d- even do this in one day. You need these two days. So let alone doing it in two hours. You need the time yeah. to actually become culturally competent. It does not go fast. Peter, I think we're at the end of, um, uh, of this version, this session, uh, Culture Matters
1: on International
0: Business. Any last words from you?
1: Well, um, just, uh, to, just to add to that la- last point, uh, people always say business is business. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It's all about money. We all have the same objectives. And we always say, like, yes, but how to get these to these objectives and how to get business done is cultural flavored. And if you don't understand that, then things might go wrong. So there are many signs that things might go wrong. We just uh, we just went over them. Hopefully that was uh, helpful.
0: All right, um, this is the end. Um, and if you have, if you want to, if you're listening to this only, you can subscribe to the podcast on the different platforms that we have. If you're watching us at this moment, then. Um, you can subscribe to the, pod, the YouTube channel, give us a review in iTunes. That would be lovely. And if you're watching us, then give us, give us a thumbs up um, in YouTube. The music that you hear in the background is from Ben Sound. Check it out at Bensound.com. I am Chris Smith.
1: And I'm Peter van der Lande, And thank you for uh, this uh, episode, Chris. I enjoy it uh, as usual. And you are in uh, Paris, right?
0: Yes, I'm in Paris. Let me just prove that to you by showing a little little purple Eiffel Tower. (laughs) All right. Take care, and we'll see each other in a couple of weeks. Take care. Overlooking cultural differences when you're developing your business internationally can be the biggest mistake you can make. Let Chris and Peter help you avoid those mistakes. Get in touch now. Go to culturematters.com.
1: And I'm Peter van der Lande and thank you for uh, this uh, episode, Chris. I enjoyed it uh, as usual. And you are in uh, Paris, right? Yes, I'm in Paris. Let me just prove and that to you by showing a little, um, and
0: a little, little purple Eiffel Tower. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take care, and we'll see each other in a couple of weeks. Take care.